Hello. Hi, welcome. Come on in. Welcome to Killing It in Real Estate, a podcast with Christy Minetta and friends. Well, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me on yet another episode of Killing It in Real Estate. I am thrilled to have you with me today. I've got a really great feel-good story for you today coming to you all the way from the Lehigh Valley. So I took the podcast on the road and went up to meet someone that I recently had the pleasure of meeting at Pennsylvania Association of Realtors business meetings. His name is Jack Gross. So Jack has an incredible story. And I think that what this story will do and provide to not just agents here, but also people that are maybe even outside of real estate is an opportunity to see how someone took a life that wasn't that easy, was pretty difficult, and created something great. And what I love especially about his story is how he chooses to give back and how he chooses to honor the work that was done on his behalf to help him get to where he is and how he gives back to that community still. So friends, I do hope that you will sit back, put your feet up, listen to Jack and I talk about his success, and I do hope that you will find some inspiration in the story today. Well, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Killing It in Real Estate. I've taken the podcast on the road again today, and I'm all the way up in Bethlehem in Lehigh Valley with a very special guest, Jack Gross. He is broker, owner of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Casadon Realty right here in Bethlehem. Thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. Appreciate you taking the time to sit with me on this beautiful day where I feel like we could actually be out golfing. I know. (laughs) It's kind of nice to have that in November. So we're in Jack's office. And if you hear some background noise, it's because he's got a really active office and he's got some agents here who are working hard in this crazy market. So Mm -hmm. Jack, take a second here and um, tell us who you are. And Well, I'm Jack Gross. Uh, Like you said, broker owner of Better Homes and Gardens Castellon Realty. We also have another brokerage called Castellon Property Management. Um, we've got a title company and a couple of other entities with having to do with development and rental properties. So you've got your hands full. I do. You've got a lot going on. Yep. And what all do you have out of this office? What do I have out of here? So do you have title and property management or just property management and the brokerage and uh, better homes and gardens are out of this office? Okay. Very nice. Very nice. And like I said earlier, it is a beautiful brand new office. It's great space you've got here. So Jack and I met a couple months ago at the PAR, um, I guess they are the spring meetings, Mm -hmm. even though they're in June. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we met there and I just have learned a little bit along the way that Jack's got a pretty cool story that brought him to where he is today. Let's touch on, first of all, why real estate? Uh, well, that's a really good story. I mean, I've, I've been on my own since I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. Um, like on your own, on your own. Since my 14. dad was around, but he was in the hospital. He died when I was, when, when I was in high school. Okay. Um, but I pretty much raised myself. Wow. Um, he had a, he had a blood disease that affected his kidneys, mm-hmm. but I've always, so, you know, hard work and things like, and entrepreneurship were nothing new to me. Um, I worked full-time jobs and paper routes all through high school, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. 
ironically enough, when my dad died um, at his funeral, my first broker, who ended up being my first broker, was one of my dad's best friends, approached me and said, hey, you know, if you'd ever think about getting into the real estate business, let me know. And this was at your dad's funeral? This was at my dad's funeral. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So... Um, I'm glad we can chuckle about it today. Yeah, no, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was, it, it, it was harmless. Sure. Know? But, um, and I hadn't seen Bob. It was, uh, okay. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years at mm-hmm. that point. So anyways, you know, um, at that time I was working at a place called Rickle Home Center. Okay. Uh, there was a, a disagreement between me and someone else higher up than me, mm-hmm. and so I lost the battle. And, okay, because um, you were all of what eighteen at I the was time. Eighteen yeah. at the time. Yep. I came yeah. home and I uh, called Bob. Uh, it was this was a couple of weeks later. Uh-huh. I called Bob and said, "Hey, um, I've been thinking about what you said. And I would like to get into the real estate business, you know, or, or, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And um, he gave me, you know, things to do and the courses to take. And I struggled for the next five years. Wow. So, wow. you know, it was not one thing about my, my upbringing in the business is no one, I wasn't coddled in any way, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to understand at 19, 20 years old, not, you know, 98% of the people in this country, their largest assets, their home. Yeah, right. So at 19, 20 years old, not too many people are going to trust right. a kid with right. their largest <laughs> assets. So, yeah. You know, I had to be creative. I did, you know, most of my business and was first time home buyers who were still older than me. Mm-hmm. And my problem was, is I was 19, 20 years old and I looked like I was 15 or 16. Right. So that was right. another problem. Yeah. You know, I did first time home buyer seminars in the second floor of Bob, Bob's office in a, in a conference room. Um, I did a, as many open houses as I yeah. could do. I did everything I could possibly do. Um, were you, do you feel like you were a fairly confident 19, 20 year old? Because I think back to myself at 19 or 20, and I think it would have been difficult for me to stand in front of people and sell myself and say, Hey, I know you're wanting to buy a house and I'm relatively young, but here's why you should use me. I did. Um, Mr. Gentis did send me to Dale Carnegie sales Institute. Okay. That was a big help Yeah, in that. It got me over my fears of rejection. Mm. It helped me understand what rejection was all sure. about and that it was a numbers game. So, no, it wasn't easy. Listen, I'll tell you, there were many times I'd be screaming at the mirror in the morning, yeah. why am I doing right. this? You know, right. and there was, there was many struggles. Yeah, yeah. As I feel like I do that as a full-grown adult, so I can't imagine mm-hmm. <laughs> what that was like at, at that age. So you started working with um, first-time home buyers, and then, so how long were you at that brokerage? Uh, well, what happened was about six years in, in my early twenties now, mm-hmm. I I hit my niche. I think I discovered what my niche was, right. and that was REO and foreclosures. Nobody okay. back then was specializing mm-hmm. in foreclosure like they do today. And the one thing that I had going for me when cold calling banks for, for listings was I had this great deep voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I ate, slept and drank real estate. So I knew my stuff. Right. I was, I right. was smart. Uh, you know, I mean, I knew my stuff. I, I knew my market. I knew, you know, I, I, I didn't stop, you know, with when it came to real estate. So I spoke very well mm-hmm. and 
one thing about cold calling on the phone is when you're listening to these types of clients, they don't see you face to face. Right, right. So they don't yeah. know that I'm, yeah. you know. So I, I developed some relationships with different banks and started handling their foreclosure properties. And then uh, I went after Fannie Mae, trying to get Fannie Mae as a client. And I cold called Fannie Mae for one particular rep for about a year. One day, Bob's wife, Judy, when I came back in the office, handed me a message and it said it was so-and-so from Fannie Mae had called me. Oh, wow. So I knew, right. you know, this was good. Yeah. So I called her and she said that she had a problem property in, in the Allentown area. And if I handled it for her, uh, she said that her current broker wasn't responding, wasn't doing what she would like him to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, said if I fixed this property for her and got it marketed and sold, that she would start using me. So no pressure or anything. <laughs> one out, you know, I sold it yeah. in two weeks or whatever, yeah. and uh, one thing led to another. Now, in the REO world back then, if you had Fannie Mae as a client, mm -hmm. all the other bank clients wanted to use you right. because they knew you knew what you were doing. Right. You know, back right. then. So my business went off the charts. Um, so that was really your first like key into that stepping into real success. Yes, it was. Uh -huh. and, and you know, like, like I actually, at that point in my life, I actually thought, wow, maybe there is a white picket fence in, oh, wow. for me. You yeah. know what I mean? I started thinking, oh, wow. well, maybe, maybe I can do this. And, in fact, I know I can do this, right. but maybe there is a future for me here. Right. And that was six, six or that seven years in around 93 ish. Around okay. there, 92, 93-ish. Okay. Yeah. You know, around there. Um, so I think just as a side note real quick, I think it's one thing that listeners need to take from this part of the conversation is how hard you had to work and how consistently for several years. Oh, yeah. You know, I think there's so many people that look at real estate as a fast and easy business. Uh, and it's most not. of them do <laughs> and it's not that usually that case so if we're hearing what we're saying what you're saying here is it took you six or seven years to of really digging in mm -hmm. to find your niche and some success yep there was mm -hmm. and that did, it didn't stop there yeah you know because yeah. shortly after that um what had happened was i was you know Mr. Genesis' office was a, a small mom and pop. I okay. was I was the agent. There was one part time agent. Right. There was his wife, and there was me. Right. You know, that was it. You yeah. know. But now, what happened was, as my business grew, the phone started ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing, and there was a lot of things going on. And this was a different kind of business than he was used to. Right. And at one point. Getting towards 96, at one point he said, listen, I only want to do industrial commercial. Mm. I don't want to do this foreclosure stuff. I don't want to do this REO stuff yeah. anymore. Um, so I need you to either go into just doing industrial commercial or doing or, or, or going someplace else. Right. At that point, I wasn't going to give up what I built. You know, and right. I said, right. I, you know, I thank him for everything. I went to another company. And okay. I was the number one agent the day I walked in the door of the other company and I was... For the next 10 years, right. the number, you know, number one agent. So. And did you stick with that REO short? We did, but we built off that. You know, mm -hmm. I hired assistants. I had, you know, a contractor network. We built off that, you know. I started obviously working with a lot of investors, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. And that, you know, there's another story there because 
you know, there's several investors that I sold 50 or 100 properties to over a couple of years. Right. And um, that got me into buying my own property. So that started another side of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, eventually I outgrew that brokerage. Right. You know, and right. I had to, it was time to start our own thing. So... Is it is that when you decided to get your broker's license, or was I already had it? I, already was, had I was a broker at twenty okay. two. Oh wow! All right, you left that part out. That's pretty impressive too. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So then, is that when you came to Better Homes at that point? Uh, well, your- I was very particular who I was going. No, I, I started casting on Realty. Okay, and that's how it started. Can I ask where Cassadon came from? Cassadon comes from a Max Lucado book. Cassadon is a character in mm-hmm. in uh, With You All the Way by Very Max cool. Lucado. Cool. It's a book that I used to read to my son. Yeah. When he was oh, little. that's really neat. So you started Cassadon Realty, mm-hmm. and here in Bethlehem was it? Yep. We had an office okay. was first office was on Easton Avenue in Bethlehem. Okay. So then at what point, so you've got all of this going on, you, you've got a very, very successful business. And then you also have this side of you that's, that's involved in your local association, mm-hmm. which is GLVR, correct? Greater Greater, yep. Yep. And, and also PAR. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you decide to start getting involved at your local association? I enjoy teaching. Mm-hmm. And you get to a certain point where it's not about the money anymore and it's about giving back a mm-hmm. little bit, you know, you know, my first two brokers kind of steered me away from being involved at the association mm-hmm. level or things like that. And, and I understand why, you know, but there's just a part of you that just wants to give back because I, I'm, I feel, I'll, listen, I work very hard. Yeah. I, it's I, pretty I did, obvious, I did yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. But, at the same time, I was blessed. Right. And I was given the talents and the gifts to be able to do the things that I was able to do, mm-hmm. you know? So you just want to give back. So how did you get involved first at the local association? I got on to, uh, politics always interests me. So I was okay. on our government affairs committee. That's where yep. that was the first committee I got on to. And did you, um, then move to the board of directors? Did you I went go through, up through leadership? I did. I went through, I've been on professional standards. I've been on grievance. I've been on education. I've, you know, kind of worked my way around. Right. And then, you know, somebody came up to me and went, I don't remember who, and asked me, is it, you know, you should really be on the board of directors, right. you know, so decided to go that route. And mm-hmm. I was elected. And then did you, at any point, were you president or? I was. I was okay. president in the COVID year, 2020. Oh, you were COVID president. I was president. COVID president. Yep. Oh, my goodness. So what I did went, that look like for you? That was like a, a Zoom uh, meeting the entire year, that basically. Was, uh, <laughs> I don't want to ever go back there again. That, no. was, uh, that was a lot of uh, Zoom meetings. I learned a lot about politicians and how they operate. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about politics. I learned a lot about the strength of our industry and mm-hmm. you know how cream rises to the top mm-hmm. and that we really have some awesome people in our in our industry locally and, yeah. and at the state level yeah but um i also learned that not to take things for granted right you know? right yeah i was just thinking about how that year how that year must 
have looked for you starting with your installation, which was probably December of was, yeah. 19, right? Yeah. And so when you're standing at that installation, you have the whole year ahead of you and you have all these plans and these visions. And then the pandemic really put a stop to that. Mm-hmm. Three short months into the end of the year. Yeah, they told us two weeks to uh, two weeks just just yeah, right. to get <laughs> right. over just it. Two weeks, it's kept, fine. Fourteen and, days. You know, I, I'm you know, our governor at the time was no fan of our industry, mm-hmm. and he yeah. let it be very well known. Right, right. And that trickled down to the state reps on on in that party, mm-hmm. and that was kept, what kept us shut down to the point where we were the longest shut down state. In the country. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those were some very questionable times. I get a touch of anxiety just thinking back to those days. You know, I, I would have my laptop open quite a bit, just trying to get get an update update on what was happening with our with our profession and when we would actually be able to go back to work. Mm-hmm. So crazy times. Well, so then, would you, when you were done that year, were you so thankful to have that year done <laughs> as president? I enjoy being president. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I, I think most, you know, most people in that role, they do enjoy. Yeah. It's not a power trip or anything. It's just that I was able to, I st- was still able to get things done. You yeah. know, like for instance, you know, one of my biggest things was we had a, we have a great new app that I was instrumental in getting started and off the oh, ground nice. for, for, for our, local, for our agents in, oh, our, nice. in, our, in our MLS. And it's a, it's much better and, and up to date than, what we previously had, you know, right. um, but I enjoy being involved. I, I, I didn't, I don't regret that year at all. It was tough. It was yeah. not, you know, it was not, it was not fun at times. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, Justin Perembo, who is our AE, AE yeah. you know, him and I, we got to know each other very well. I would imagine. We were, we were on yeah. the phone several hours a day. And I think prob- probably, or I wonder there was no guidebook to this, right? Nope. So no. usually as president at a local association, there is sort of a guidebook. You've got people to say, here's what I've done before. And you can follow a little bit along what they've done. But for that situation, there just was no guidebook. So nope, we made it up as we went along. Yeah. Yeah. You had, to, you had to learn how to navigate the politics and the, uh, I had to understand, you know, the liabilities and, right. you know, the different things that have to be navigated. It was, right. it was a day by day thing. My goodness. So then when did you start getting involved at the state level at PAR? Um, I was on the board of directors uh, for a couple of years now. I've been on the board of directors and I've been on a couple of different committees. Uh, This year I'm on legislative. Okay. So it's been four or five years. Nice. Nice. And do you find fulfillment fulfillment through that like you do with um, local? Yeah. At the state level, things run a little differently. Mm Mm-hmm. We're able to get yeah. some things done quickly at a local level, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, me being the type of a personality that I am, yeah. I'm not always adaptable to waiting. Right. <laughs> There's but, a lot of brains in that are, room. Yeah, there are processes you have <laughs> yes. to go through, and I understand that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's a really good snapshot snapshot of your business from beginning to ne- here, where you are now. And so along that way, has there been anything else that you've become very passionate about? You were mentioning earlier that you have a foundation that you yes, started. Yes, we just did, uh, within the last two years, we started the Castron Foundation. Okay. This year, we're really getting it off the ground. Um, I was, uh, it's a 5013C, totally mm-hmm. charitable. And my passion with this is to support 
local children's charities, mm-hmm. you know, to the best of our abilities. Um, some of that may be we're just putting together our events for the coming year. Okay. And how we're going to attempt to raise money. Our, our, uh, the organization we're, we're sponsoring this year in December is going to be Easton's Children's Home. Okay. Um, which is an organization I've always personally sponsored, you know, um, only just because I have a heart for kids, especially yeah. those who are growing up poor. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, that's what, that's going to be our first go with it. And then we'll meet in January and figure out where we're going to go from there. Yeah. So was it really the driving factor to starting this foundation? Was that really just from your experiences and growing up? That and what Jesus tells us. Jesus tells us not to anyone who affects one of these. Mm-hmm. Is, that's one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but I've always mm-hmm. had a heart for the downtrodden. Mm-hmm. And kids, it's not their fault. Right, right. Okay. They're sometimes put into precarious situations where they can't control it. Sure. You know, so anything we can do to, to make that an easier situation for them, the better. And you have, you have been there. You have lived it. I have. Yeah. And you're on this side of it now. And I think it's a beautiful thing that you can give back and um, find a way to, to help kids in particular out. Mm-hmm. So we didn't touch on this beforehand, but I... Usually we talk about a little bit about a cocktail at the end of the podcast because as realtors, we all love a little bit of a, like a downtime, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you have a favorite cocktail? Manhattan. Oh, okay. And what are, do you have a favorite, um, a favorite brand for your Manhattan? Well, I'm a McCallum guy if I can. Okay. okay. If you get you right. <laughs> <laughs> Basil Hayden's is fine too. Right. And it's got to be a one cube situation, not, okay. a, not a, a bunch of cubes. That's, right. That's me. Like a big square cube or yep, you? you all right. Yep. Very yep. nice. Very nice. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And, and um, what I love about this profession is really finding out about what brings us to where we are. Because I think as a profession, we have some of the most diverse backgrounds. And to see where you have come, where you started and where you've come and how you're giving back is just a truly beautiful thing. Well, thank you for that. Yes. And thank you for your time. I appreciate it very you're much. Anytime. So there you have it, my friends. My interview with Jack Gross, owner and broker of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate Casted on Realty up in Bethlehem in the Lehigh Valley. Thanks for going on the road with me and listening in to what Jack had to say about how he built his business and how his background really played a role in that. You know, when I was sitting there talking to him, one word that kept coming to mind over and over again was the word resilient. And while I know what that word is, you know, I I just decided, you know, what the heck, I'm going to Google it and see what the actual definition is. And the definition is able to withstand or recover quickly from a difficult situation. And if you look at Jack and what he was dealt from age 14 on and how he began to build a business the moment he was able to, it's even though life was handing him all of these difficult situations, he was recovering quickly and then withstood and was resilient through all of that to get to where he is today. So I do hope that you will draw some in, some inspiration from that 
no matter where you are in your business and no matter where you are in your life. And I hope that you'll look at him and have one of those moments where you say, you know what, if he can do it, I can do it too. Doesn't have to look exactly what look like what he's done, but take pieces of that and help it to shape you. And how admirable that he chooses to give back by creating the Cassadon Foundation that helps support local children's charities. Kudos to you, Jack, for seeing the bigger picture and understanding the greater need right in your community. Thank you for doing that. And don't forget, Jack loves a good Manhattan. If he's able to take his pick, he definitely is going with McAllen. If he has to, he'll go with Basil Hayden, but I definitely had the feeling that he prefers McAllen. So guys, I appreciate you coming along again on this ride. And you know what? As we look forward to the holidays, I do hope that you'll take some time with your friends and family and enjoy that time with them and create some special memories. Please know how much I appreciate you. Well, friends, this has been Christy Minetta. You're fun, somewhat knowledgeable, but always trusty podcaster. Now get out there, friends, and keep killing it in real estate.